morning. Happy Sabbath once again. So I'll try to make sure I don't move any of the music here. You know that phrase? You've probably heard of it before. It's all Greek to me. That's not relevant to me because I, I, I can read Greek. But when it comes to music, it's all music to me. <laughs> I can't read it. So, so I want to say uh, good morning and happy Sabbath once again. It's been a, it's been a wonderful morning. I have to say, I need to take a deep breath. Thank you, Russell. I was going to invite you next to take a deep breath with me. I think we all need that. As I was uh, walking from Sabbath school at the chapel, heading to here, many of our ministry leaders were sharing uh, wonderful things that were happening right now, but at the same time, learning experiences that we can improve upon, you know. And so I wanted to take a breath for all of us um, because what we have to remember is that we are all in this together and we are going to learn together. I, I have always said I appreciate conflict because conflict allows us to grow more than celebrations actually even though the sermon title is church celebration but i'll go more into that in a little while but let's take one more deep breath that's good let me pray first blessed heavenly father we thank you so much for this wonderful sabbath and it is a wonderful sabbath it's a wonderful weekend it's busy but in this busyness there's blessings there's blessings of new life that might, uh, that's going to happen soon here uh, with the Palmers expecting their second baby. There's blessings of people coming together to help Matt to, to be with his family. There's a blessing of church family where we've come together to worship and praise you, O Lord. May we look at those blessings and be happy that you have showered us with them. In your name I pray, amen. Have you ever considered time and how it seems to pass by? I'm seeing some, too fast, thank you Bill. I'm seeing head nods and Bill says it does go by too fast and, and it does feel like it goes too fast. My father and I, had uh, this interaction once when I was a teen where he was reminded on how time really passed by so fast, as Bill said. We were talking about music because I was in the car in the passenger seat, and the rule is, tell me if I'm wrong about this, if you're in the passenger seat, if you have shotgun, you get to control the radio, right? <laughs> right? Okay, I'm seeing smiles. You're, some would think is what my father-in-law said, yes. Well, I thought that. I thought I was in charge of the radio in the car. So I turned it on, and I put it on 104.1, the buzz, in Houston, Texas. That's where the context is, okay? 104.1, the buzz, played the most upbeat pop music and R&B music in Houston, 
of that time. And we're talking about 90s. So I'm like 1995 because I'm fif- I was 15 at that time. And so I, I turned it to 104.1, and the music that was playing was Boys to Men. I don't know if any of you know Boys to Men, but they have some really cool, fast songs that you can dance to. And then a lot of their songs, and the particular song that I was listening to at that moment was a love song. My dad said, how can you listen to that? And I was like, what do you want to listen to? So he turns the knob, the dial, and he puts it on 99.1, sunny 99.1, which plays a lot of contemporary and old light rock. So the kind of music that my dad grew up listening to were the Temptations, the Penguins, the Birds, right? If you remember the Birds, that's, that has become one of my favorite songs, Turn, 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 which is actually from the Bible itself, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Anyways, at that time when I was 15 years old, I didn't like that music. It made me cringe. As much as his songs, uh, as much as my songs made him cringe, we were just in the car just fighting with that knob because, well, you know what? Time has passed. The culture has become different in a matter of how many years. He listens to 60s music. I listen to 90s music. 30 years much had passed. You can use any analogy that you'd like. Maybe it's style, fashion. The thing about fashion is, I grew up where we wore lots of wide legs, big baggy pants. I I saw that it's starting to come back. Passage of time. That's a playful way of looking at time. And then sometimes... The passage of time lets us, that it lets us know that it's just passing by when all of a sudden one day you see your little child now all grown up. Or perhaps a, you're, you're strong and uh, your mother who didn't need hours of sleep now weak and feeble. The passage of time. I'm bringing up this idea of time because if we go back to Judges chapter 6, two weeks ago I preached on a sermon called Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo, right? Um, That was an illustration of the question that uh, the Israelites had asked in Judges chapter 6 is, where is God? They weren't asking the question, where's Waldo? They were really asking the question, where's God? So we're going to come back to Judges chapter 6, verse 7 onwards. Because there is this concept of time has passed by. And as time tends to pass by, we tend to forget things. Right? Judges chapter 6, verse 7 When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites 
in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. And why have you not listened to me? Well, because the context in this story is 200 years, 250 years have passed since they were uh, saved in Egypt. So here, I'm giving you an example between my dad and me, 60s music versus 90s music. 30 years does not sound a lot compared to 250 years. But in that course of time, the Israelites had forgotten God. They have forgotten the laws and the decrees. And what they end up doing, as we learned two weeks ago, is that they start worshiping false gods through the passage of time. They forgot God. They forgot God through the course of those years. And I think that is just a human thing that we tend to do at times. So you're probably thinking, what is 250 years? What's that like? Well, if you subtract 1776 from 2022, I think, what's that, 246 years? 246 years, right? We can round up to 250 years. So the 250 years they have experienced here is equivalent to us as a nation existing for the last 246 years. Now you tell me what it was like back in 1776. That is the time frame between Gideon to Moses. And here we look at our current climate as a country. We're bickering between one side and the other side. I'm not saying we as a church, but our country is, right? Uh, there's, there's the left, there's the right, or there's the right, there's the left. Um, and, and, and they have their issues, they have their concerns, they're going back and forth. All the while, you might have heard some other people that in the days of our forefathers, well, that was 250 years ago. Can you imagine that? It's almost like I can kind of understand where the Israelites are coming from. That through the passage of time, they have forgotten God. Through the passage of time, we've forgotten our forefathers. Through the passage of time, we've forgotten maybe uh, the the very principles that our country has been founded on through the passage of time. Maybe that should have been the title of the sermon, but, but there's a point. I'm going to connect this to church celebration, and I'm, I'm about to do it here in a few seconds. I don't want us to go through, uh, through too long. I don't want too much time to go through where we forget about God. I believe that's the antidote to staying strong in our faith in God is a daily walk with Christ. It's a daily walk with Jesus. So that way we don't go through time and then realize and forget that, oh, whoa, I forgot about God. What's that thing about God? It's a daily walk with Christ that is needed. That's what the prophet is telling the people of Israelites here, the reason why you, have, uh, you, why you feel like God is nowhere to be found is because through the passage of time, you have forgotten God. And God is a God of love. He's not going to force his will upon you. 
He, he's given you the laws. He's given you the decrees. He's told you the best way to live. But he's not going to force it upon you because he is a God of love. He's going to give you that choice. And your choice, ancient Israel, is to forget about him through the passage of time. Why do you think we celebrate July 4th? Why do you think we have Christmas? Why do we have Thanksgiving? They're not for Hallmark to make a profit. They're not so Walmart can get bigger pockets. By the way, if you shop at Walmart, the Broncos get richer. But all of that stuff, that's not the point, right? That's not the point. If you miss that, it's because the owner of Walmart bought the Broncos, okay? That's not the point. The point of those holidays is so we don't forget the essence of those holidays. We celebrate Christmas, so we, re- we remember the birth of Christ. We celebrate 4th of July, so we remember the sacrifices of those many generations. How many generations ago? So many, the sacrifices that they gave. So that way we can be a country, a democracy that's not under tyranny. Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? So we can remember the very first uh, minorities, the very first immigrants that put their foot on Plymouth Rock. That's why we have these celebrations. So what we're going to do now, I was, my, my plan was only really to speak for 10 minutes. What we're going to do now is we're going to take out these two sheets of paper that you, have, that you received when you first walked in. And if you need a copy, we can probably get you a copy. Or if you want to share with your neighbor, feel free to share with your neighbor. <coughs> the first sheet I want you to look at is the one that's called the Celebrating God's Goodness. Okay? It's this little half sheet right here. So what we're going to do is I want us to reflect in the last... I've been here as a pastor, uh, as a pastor of the church for six months now. And I was reflecting on that this past week, Sonia, and I realized, wow, that, that flew by. And then I, I did something that I usually do I don't know if this is who you are. I don't know if I did anything, is what I told myself. So I didn't want to fall into that trap. I said, I need to reflect at the last six months and see what blessings have come out of this. So what I want us to do this morning for the rest of this service time is I want us to look back in the last six months, since you and I have come together as a church family, and see how God has led. Let's not fall into the trap of ancient Israel where they forgot about God for those 250 years. If anything, they were told by God to share that story of of how they were saved from Egypt. They're supposed to share that with their children on a regular basis, but they failed to do so. So here's the point I want to make. If we don't reflect on God's goodness we will complain about God. If we don't reflect on God's goodness, then we will start complaining about life. We will start complaining about God. Okay, 
So you have this sheet of paper. What we're going to do now is we're just going to answer these questions together. And feel free. I would ask you to just feel vulnerable to share uh, how you feel to answer these questions, okay? The first question that I'm going to ask, by the way, I, I did this with the elders as well as the church board because I told the church board we need, to, we need to reflect on how God has blessed us as a church, right? So number one, list at least two successes or celebrations our church has experienced since January. So we're not going to do the last six months. We're, we'll go back to January 2022, okay? If you're a guest of our church, that's perfectly okay. Um, there are other questions that you can engage us with um, in the following questions. But for number one, for the church family, list at least two successes or celebrations our church has experienced since January. I'll give you all a few seconds to, to reflect on that. And then we'll share together. Okay. So this is to celebrate God's goodness. And of course, the successes that you're reflecting on, of course, is because of God's blessing for us to even have that success, right? Okay, who would like to, maybe one or two people share, because we have other uh, questions that you can, you could participate in. Uh, maybe one, two, or three of y'all share, what two successes or celebrations have you noticed? Who would like to give, who would like to be the first one to speak? So, oh, you want me to get a mic? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I should, maybe. Oh, here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, I got the red one. <laughs> Who would like to be the first person to, to share? I, I think that, oh, look at this, Stan. Thank you, Stan. We moved into a new facility. We moved into a new facility. Yes, this is, this is a blessing. And the reason why moving into this new facility is important is because it, I think the setup is more conducive for a really powerful worship experience. And it also helps us partner with the hospital on a very close, uh, interactive way. So thank you, Stan. Anyone else? Chris. I can't remember if this is since January, but I feel like you've really given some new life to the church. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Chris. That's humbling. And, and honestly, you know, that's a two-way street. I feel like I have new life. I, I had one of my former coworkers sitting here during the grand opening, and she said, I've never seen you smile so much, Ed Ray. I was like, what? Chaplaincy made me that bitter? <laughs> I'm, jo I'm joking. I don't think it did, but... but. I mean, towards the end, I, 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 felt, I felt burdened, and I felt like I was ready for an, another step, and I think the Lord knew that, and then this door opened. So thank you, Chris. So I went, did you hear that part? That um, I started feeling burdened, and then the Lord opened the doors. He knows your heart, and then he will open the doors. Russell. <laughs> uh, Sarah and I have celebrated uh, a place to share music mm -hmm. uh, and worship with you all. Uh, it was January 2022 that 
our previous situation where we led music kind of fell apart. And so finding a place, because music is such a huge part of our ministry, finding a place to still share and worship is a huge celebration for us. Yes, yes amen. At any time. Yeah, when, when the Lord, when one door closes, the Lord will open another, right? And, and Russell, you and your wife have been a tremendous blessing to us, uh, as well as Sully. I've enjoyed playing puppets with him. So, yeah. So, let's go to number two. Question number two. What is a current challenge of our church that we can grow and improve upon? Uh, it's, I think it's, it's healthy for us to look, if we're going to look at blessings and successes, we should also look at challenges and areas of growth, right? So I'll give you all a few seconds to, to think about that, unless someone already has an answer and I can give this to you. All right, Rick. In my work, I've found that uh, when we do programs, um, people get information when it's over, it's over and there's no connection. Mm. And one of the goals I have for the church and for not just here, but for the whole conference and the churches mm -hmm. is for each church to train supporters. Mm. When you do a program, you have people that actually are there to support the people who come, not just during the program, but afterwards to say, mm -hmm. what's your goal? How can I, I want to be there for you to yeah. make that happen. Yes. And that takes a real skill to do. So I think it's something that each of our churches and especially our, you know, my home church, I would love to see that develop as well. Yes, yes. I think what you bring up, Rick, is that, uh, you know, um, Jesus once said that uh, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few, right? While we should think of each other as church family, there is a work called salvation out there that um, God has entrusted to each of us to encourage others to come to Christ. And so what you bring up is something very important, Rick. And, and this, this church is growing. We want to grow, not for the sake of growth, but we want to grow for the sake of impact. We want to make a Christ-like impact in this community. So, so if you're a visitor here today and you want to to know more as far as how this church plans to grow and if you want to, to help in that, in that respect, uh, please reach out to me or one of our elders. Uh, for those that are elders, please raise your hand just so our church family and our guests can, can know who the elders are. Let, raise them high, keep them up. Okay, so that's Bob. He's my f a wonderful father-in-law, my favorite father-in-law. I only have one, <laughs> but he still is. And then that's Renee. Renee is... Uh, She's like a matriarch. She has a big heart for, um, for service, for um, helping other people grow in Jesus. And Jose, is a, uh, he's been a wonderful um, elder in this church because he is very insightful with wisdom, especially if you sit in his class or if you have one-on-one -on -one conversations with him. He's a man of passion, too. He really is, so... Okay, uh, maybe one more person uh, would, uh, can share another challenge of our church, something that we can grow upon. So, okay, Dad. 
as much as I uh, enjoy all the gray hair in our church, I'd sure love to see a bunch of kids, more kids. More kids. More kids. Yeah. yeah. So you young people, get busy. So, <laughs> okay. So youthfulness, yes, yes. Uh, youthfulness is very important. If you've ever looked at the Old Testament, when are they called to action? When is someone called to action? It's when they were 16, 18 years old. David, Jeremiah, Daniel, Joseph. You know, that's when they were called to action. So, wonderful. All right, let's go to number three. Our guests can participate in this as well, um, especially with number three because it's more pertinent to you. This is more pertinent to everyone. How have you personally experienced God's goodness since January? How have you personally experienced God's goodness since January? Goodness can also be defined as blessings. How have you experienced God's goodness since January? For those that are on Zoom, if you do want to... uh, engage or interact with us in these questions, feel free to type those in, or uh, you can always email it to me. How have you personally experienced God's goodness since January? Oh, we've had a good flow here. Let's not stop now. Okay, Renee. Since you're coming, Adre, you've taken over a lot of the leadership roles and that has been good for me. <laughs> and for Jose, and for Bob, and for many others. For, I, I wish I could help Jim, but I don't know how to work the equipment. I think I'd do more trouble, Jim, than, than help. So, well, thank you, Renee. Those are kind words. We, we can test it sometime? <laughs> Sounds good. So Maybe one more person uh, can share how they have personally experienced God's goodness since January. Okay. Can you remind me your name, sir? Lance. Lance, okay. So my wife and I have recently sent both of our sons off to college. Oh, wow. And it's both exciting and heartbreaking. Mm, you know, like, like I woke up this morning thinking, oh, you know, it'd be great to give my boys a hug and they just weren't there and mm. kind of, you know, hits you right in your, your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Empty nest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we also celebrate 25 years this year. So. Amen. 25 yeah. years of uh, marriage. Yeah. Awesome. What's the secret? The compromise. Compromise. I like that word. Yeah. So compromise. That's always one of the top three, compromise, and then I often hear humor, you know, and then uh, other people say communication, so that's good. So congratulations to 25 years. So, Okay, let's go to question number four. From our church family, who have you admired? Please explain why. Now, guess if you want to participate in that too, you can. Uh, from our church family, and it doesn't have to be part of this church or someone from this church. Maybe you know someone that at work that you just deeply admire. Um, and the reason why I'm, I included this question is because while we should look upon God for blessings and praise him for it, 
we should also admire each other. And I think we don't affirm each other as people enough. Affirmation goes a long way. Did you know Jesus received affirmation from God? Right after he was baptized, the heavens uh, lit up and a voice came down and said, this is my son whom I love and am very well pleased with. Those are affirming words. So this question, number four, is to affirm one another from our church family. Who have you admired? Please explain and why. Okay, Chris. Chris is setting the bar here. He's giving two now. I don't normally talk this much. (laughs) So in the Navy, we have a term called yeoman's work. Basically, it just signifies someone who's put forth a tremendous amount of effort to kind of take ownership of something. So I would like to thank Richard and Jim for their yeoman's work with getting the AV set up here. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, they spent hundreds of hours yes. getting the stack set up and figuring out the configuration. So uh, thank you both for that. Thanks for that recognition. They do uh, a lot of fantastic work. You know, you have the praise team come up here. You have people give prayer. You have uh, speakers. But you don't uh, often see the people behind the scenes, right? And, and our AV team, uh, you're included in that, Chris. You know, you're part of that as well, and Jonathan, so, so kudos to, to the four of y'all. Thank you for leading the AV. Yeah. Someone else from our church family, who have you admired? So. Bill. Well, she's on my right. <laughs> and it's Renee, and she's so wonderful, and she supported this church, and of course we elevated her to be an elder, mm-hmm. uh, but she's just done so much over the time frame that she's been here, mm-hmm. and is always the, the go-to person. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, just to give, uh, for those not familiar with our situation, this church, we were out of without a pastor for two years, or close to two years. So a lot of our elders really had to step up. Uh, Renee um, was uh, served as the board chair, uh, church board chair, and led, led the team. And uh, those that really stepped up to, to help her out as well are the elders that raised their hands earlier and, and many others. And so, so yeah, uh, the church, God blessed this church to... There were some times where we, I'm saying we because I was kind of like a church member here, like going in and out of the doors and and not as faithfully um, helping as they were until I came here as the pastor. But um, there was times where we thought maybe we should just close our doors, you know, and just go to our sister churches nearby. But God, I truly believe, uh, feels that there should be a church in Castle Rock. Just look at the situation of this city. Denver, Colorado Springs on the south. You have Larkspur in the west and Franktown and Elizabeth and Kiowa in the east. It's like, the, the, it's like what Jerusalem was in the Old Testament, right? Egypt, Assyria in the, in the north. And so it's a, it's a location that needs to have an Adventist presence. So, 
So I think that was God, God willing. Okay, let me go to Bob and then Norma. people in this church, but, you know, we have uh, uh, teachers, we have mm. Renee and Anne and Jose and Bernice, and uh, especially um, Jose, he started uh, school this week or last week, right? And he puts the bulletin together, he puts the slides together. Mm -hmm. And uh, he does that uh, usually very late at night or very early in the morning. And, um, and like Pastor Ed said, you go to him and he, he has uh, a wonderful presence about him. I'd love to sit in this classroom and, and uh, I wouldn't understand any of the Spanish, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> But I'd love to sit in his classroom and see how the kids react to him. I bet you they adore him. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, Jose is uh, another person that's behind the scenes. So thank you. Norma. Well, the same person. <laughs> but um, I say Jose because literally he can move a mountain. Mm. <laughs> Which mountain did he move, Pike's Peak? And, it, and he can snowboard down the mountain, too. <laughs> That's awesome. You see, that's, that's what I really believe church is all about, a relationship, a genuine relationship. Since coming on here six months ago, that's what I've wanted us to focus on to be a genuine church that cares for one another, because if we care for one another, then we're going to genuinely care for others outside of this church. And trust me, people can tell if a church is faking it. So we have to be real with God's love. We do. The second sheet I want you to look at, and you don't have to engage me on this right now, but this is specifically for me as your pastor. I want to make sure that that I am faithfully serving this church. And what I've always done when I led a team of chaplains in the past is I always felt like we needed to provide evaluation of one another. We just did the evaluation of the church. Now, what would be important for me is you evaluate your pastor. So sometime before you leave today, if you can kindly complete this evaluation specifically to me, um, and then you can give it to one of our elders, and then our elders will, once again, raise your hands so they know who you are, Bob, Renee, and Jose. Give this sheet to one of our elders, and then uh, they will meet with me, and we will discuss this together to see where, where can I continue on uh, or where can I grow, okay? So, so this is going to be important for my own learning and development. I want to say thank you for taking the time to celebrate God's goodness. When I was growing up in the church, we used to have a saying. When, uh, when the speaker said, God is good, the church said what? All the time. All the time? God is good. That's right. Let's close out with this, uh, with this verse here, and I'll ask 
the Palmers and the Praise Band to, to come up. What I wanted to read now is Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is where you get that, that phrase that we read in the book of Judges, right? Where it says, uh, remember that God delivered you out of Egypt. Well, this is where they get that, rem- this is where they get that teaching. This is where God taught Moses and the Israelites to be very thoughtful of God through the, through the course of, of time, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. I've read this before, I think, in this church. This is called the Shema. The Shema is the creed that the ancient Israelites lived by. But by the time, 250 years later, it got to Gideon's time, they forgot the Shema. And you saw the result of it. You saw the result of what happens when you forget about God. But here is the Shema. This is 250 years ago from Gideon. This is in Moses' time. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Here is what the Shema says. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful, be careful that you do not Forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Castle Rock Adventist Church, may you not forget the Lord.